podcast world. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, First G, or shall I say the love doctor? Oh, my goodness. The love doctor <laughs> might be in the house because this is love month. Welcome to February, y'all. Black History Month, Love Month, whatever you guys want to want to call it, we can we can rock with it. It's both of those. Two things can be true at once. So JNAC has always celebrated Love Month in the month of February. And as your resident crazy man here on the JNAC podcast, first G thought, what better way to start off Love Month than with divorce? <laughs> You know, yes. I, I know y'all. I know y'all. I'm a little I'm a little off the wall, but but hear me out. Hear me out. So I wanted to tackle divorce first because I know there's a lot of people out here who have experienced it, who may be thinking about experiencing it. Um, and the purpose of this is to before we get into the other topics of love month that we're going to discuss, let's try to offer up hope, let a glimmer of light uh, let's be a lighthouse for the people who are trying to navigate through those waters right now so they can go along with us on this journey and not be uh, blocked, so to speak. Um, I have with me my lovely co-host, Miss Tiffany Peppers. Hello. And I have a newbie on the JNAC podcast. So y'all help me out. I, she told me not to use her government name, so... I guess I'm not going to. Uh, we just going to say, uh, Juju, how are you, ma'am? I'm good. How you doing? We are awesome. We are awesome. So the reason I called all three of you here, obviously. All three of us? Who's the me? I called myself here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> all right. All three of us are here. Y'all listen, don't, you be, don't be acting up this early into the podcast. I mean, okay. we're two minutes in okay. and y'all acting up you already. Right. Okay. So right. <laughs> I called y'all two in here because with me because all three of us obviously have experienced divorce. So it's not like we up here talking out the side of our neck. We do have some experience. We are by no means experts. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, okay. I don't never plan on being an expert on divorce, but uh, I do have experience. <laughs> <laughs> you making so, yourself laugh. Yeah, I know, right? So let's kick this off like this. I, I kind of a kind of a, a this is a JNAC podcast, which we are a church. So let's go with what exactly does the Bible say? Can we can we back up a little bit first? I know it's early, but All right. ba- back up a little up? bit first. Because you you introduced it for people who are divorced or those who are who are looking forward to it did you say no looking? i didn't say looking forward i said who might be uh experiencing, experiencing it soon it did sound like it you sounded were like, like they you were like welcoming it into <laughs> like their world like no, getting yeah, ready no, to no, go I down i wasn't welcoming but there is there is seven billion people in this world absolutely and, and they might be on the verge of something yes. going on, so and you know. and let it, and so I and I just wanted to make sure that people have the understanding that you know it is. I, I know it's early, but I'm already I'm already in this. Let's le- letting people know that you know divorce is is something that we want to we want to try our best to not have to experience, and that's why we want to we want to put that out there. We're a church. Did you think I was going to say it's all right? Well, I mean, when you first introduced it, it was kind of like, oh, 
you, you somebody's planning on this. They're getting their divorce party ready because now we live in a, do that now. we live in an era sure. now where you, people have you, divorce parties. They know, celebrate it. You do know, Pastor. At this very moment, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are currently fornicating. Do, do <laughs> no, we, do we want to pretend? Not listening like, to the podcast. They not. Do, you, do we want to? I, I don't know. First, no, they're not. Baby, Let's love, stop this so we can hear what they got to say. I, the, the love doctor is in the house. They you know might what? Be. No, they are not. <laughs> they are not. Right. Okay, All get right. back. What does this, the Bible say? What does the Bible say about uh, divorce? So I got a I got a quote in Matthew. Um, not really a quote, but it's talking about uh, he who divorces their their peoples um, only on the grounds of sexual immorality. Immorality, which is uh, you know, I guess you guys can figure out what that means. Um, but it also goes into um, Anyone who marries a divorced woman would be committing adultery. Now, I know y'all probably thinking like, well, that just means that divorce is just 100% off the table wrong. But let's remember, these are coming from Old Testament worlds. Am I, am I right, SPT? Yes, you are. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> is, what is it? That was right. SPT. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so why don't you help us out and give us a New Testament idea? I know you had a scripture in mind. Yeah, I did. But um, and let me clarify, because now you're using my terminology of Old Testament, New Testament. And, and you had a problem with that because she, yes, yes, she, I'm an innocent bystander in all of this, guys. <laughs> she said Matthew is New Testament. Matt, and I and I and I and I informed you that according to the glossary, according to the glossary, to the glossary Matthew is New Testament. It is. It's the first book, actually. How However, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the Gospels. Right. They are the New Testament church starts in the book of Acts. Right. Did y'all just also learn something new today? <laughs> they Did not leave me hanging. They might have. I learned. Jew I didn't learn that, but I, I thought it was funny because I was like, well, it my, my wig off. Well, my Bible tells me that Matthew's in the I know, but when you talk about um when you talk about the Bible. And when you talk about how things are explained, you talk about the growth of the church, the new Testament, the new Testament could not come until the testator died, which right. was Jesus. Right. So until Jesus died right. and rose again, there was no new Testament. Yep. Those four books are the gospels and they talk about Jesus and his walk and while he was here. Yep. So we have old Testament, we have new Testament, um, but we also have those gospels and in the gospels, they're dealing a lot. Jesus is dealing a lot with the old Testament mm -hmm. and explaining it to people who are going to be living in a new Testament world. Right. And so he's explaining to them what Moses permitted and what Moses said. And the many times those Pharisees and Sadducees would come to him and try to test him on uh, what it is they tested the testator mm -hmm. they were testing him this on what critical. it was that Trying the bible says and yep. tried to trip him up mm -hmm. yep. and jesus would give them back what he knew the law said yep but i say that because you know we no longer live under a law which does not mean the divorce is something that you should just be going out doing exactly but it does mean that we live under under grace and under a, a, a um, redemption, meaning right. that God still forgives and yep. we cannot be stuck 
in a place of unforgiveness for ourselves just because of what we've been through. And I like to always go to this scripture in first Corinthians, never to allow divorce and to make it permissible. Because I heard you say earlier, we don't, we should not look at the Bible to find out what we're permitted to do. Yeah. I said that off the, off, off the mic, but yes, yes. Off the mic. You said you never look at the Bible to see what is it that I'm permitted to do. I look at the Bible to see how God wants me to live my life. Exactly. And that is, I'm living my life according to, to the gospel and to what he has said. <clears throat> and so in first Corinthian, Paul is saying, but if the husband, I'm sorry, first Corinthians seven and 15, cause somebody may want to go back <clears throat> and read this. And it reads, and it reads, <laughs> but if the husband or wife who is not a believer decides to leave, let them leave. Right. When this happens, the brother or sister in Christ is free. God chose you to have a life of peace and he gives you that information. Paul is giving this information because he's telling them you can't always make a person stay. God doesn't even make people love him. Right. So he's not going to make your spouse love you. Yep. And there are going to, there's going to be times where you're going to have to make a decision to let the unbelieving depart. Yep. Go Go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I I was going to say, because the biggest uh, aha moment of what you're saying is because when you talk about the covenant of marriage, if someone is determined to leave, they've already broken. They've already broken the covenant. They've already broken so covenant. Even if you guys stay together while somebody has basically got one foot out the door, the covenant is no longer valid. Mm-hmm. And you have to and you have to understand that there's a lot of layers to that. Yeah. There is no one answer. I can't, you know, and, and people will take these words and try to try to make it sound like, you know, oh, well, they're saying this or they're saying that. And and you can't do that. You have to. That's what they were trying to do with Jesus. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That's why he only gave them back what the law was. Right. We're trying to help people deal with um what it is that they are going through right. now that Jesus has ascended, right? He, we can read his word and we can read what Paul said here. And he even goes on to say, wives, maybe you will save your husbands and husbands, maybe you will save your wife. You don't know what will happen later, nope. but you have to be able to, if they are not believing, you have to let the unbelieving depart. Yep. But this goes back to us, you know, having the understanding that who is the person that I married. Mm-hmm. Did did is God in this right. relationship? I, I think that's the biggest key. When I think about I've been at Jesus' name 16 years, and y'all know Bishop would preach fornication. Yes. He he used to <laughs> preach fornication was on the menu every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. So I was living with my ex-husband at the time, and I felt like Bishop was knocking on my door every Sunday. Because I knew I was living in sin. So I would always go home and I'd be like, you know, we got to get married. You know, we got to get married. And I thought that was just the natural order of life. Right. We, we plan house really well. Mm-hmm. Everything is going well. Yeah. Right. So why should it change when we get married? It should continue to go well. Well, psych. God, psych. Psych. Because <laughs> um, God wasn't in. I never asked permission. I right. never said, God, is this my husband? Is this who you ordained for me? I didn't understand the covenant like that or how two people, when they come together, is supposed to fulfill God's purpose of us on this earth. It wasn't like that. It's like, hey, we fornicating. We should get married. So let's get married. So right. let's get married. Because what I did was I took what Bishop said, and instead of saying, 
stop fornicating and leave. Yeah. I said, we got to get married. Right. Because that's what my ears wanted to hear. Yeah. Right. And um, you posed this question to me, uh, you know, off air too, about whether I thought in my first marriage, God, did I, did I have God first? Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I wasn't even really in church at the time. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I, I always believed in marriage, even outside of church. I was like, I, I think marriage is serious and, mm -hmm. and for better or worse means worse is on the table. Um, but something that was said just recently in Bible study, uh, Tiff, you, you mentioned this um, when addressing someone who had a question. It was like, you have to have a personal relationship with God first. Mm -hmm. That is the key to everything that we go through in life because what that does is as you get closer to God, your, your level of discernment increases. You start to understand and see things differently. Then you can make these quote-unquote educated determinations mm -hmm. about which paths to take because it irritates me a lot when people um, – get married and they say, well, God brought this person to me. It's like, be careful. I'm not, I'm not saying whether or not that's true or not, but what I'm saying is be careful with the statements that you're making, because if it don't work, then God failed. Then what are you saying? Yeah, you think God, God made a mistake, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so just be careful. God, God allows us to make our choices. And a lot, and a lot of times we make choices thinking that God was in it, but we just made it because that brother or that sister was fine. That's what we wanted. And and I'm I'm here to, to talk on behalf of those who do get married, you yeah. know, in church. I was young. Yeah. I was young. I was 21 years old. I wanted, you know, obviously I, I was moving into my first apartment. I didn't want to fornicate. I wanted to um, have a godly marriage. I thought that it was godly. We were doing ministry together. Yeah. And even yet and still, Sometimes you don't recognize how much people can change Absolutely. as well. And if you don't change together, you can miss each other. Yeah. And, and I think that it's very important that you have that understanding. You know, being 21, I was not who I was going to be. No. Right. And for me, um, <clears throat> for me going into this, uh, you know, I, I recognize now. That a lot of who I was supposed to be, I pushed down mm. because I couldn't be fully who I was supposed to be. Yeah, because it was not it was not permissible in that relationship. Um, so I, I I couldn't be free to be who all I knew God had called me to to be. I knew that you know I would get prophecies and I knew that people would say certain things, but I always under I had the understanding that. Oh, let me just say, I didn't feel free. And, it, and it's not always about the other person. Right. Sometimes it's a recognition of the relationship that you are in cannot handle where you feel like you're supposed to go. Yeah. And I think that's important, too, like what you said, because the changing, the ever-changing person, individual, mm -hmm. we all change over time. Yes. With new experiences comes new growths. Yeah. And I, I always tell you this, Tiv, like I'm not the same person I was two years ago. You know, it might not be a drastic difference, but it is different because I have I have two more years of life lessons, uh, uh, experiences that shape who I am. And 
you have to change, like you said, change together. Yes. And and it doesn't always mean, and I don't mean that it means happily ever after, like in the fairy tales. There's going to be bumps and bruises as you change. Yep. And there's going to be some times when people change that ain't going to always vibe with you. Yes. All 100%. Yes. Agreed. But this is the important thing. It's about the relationship. Not only God first, your strengthen relationship in God first allows you to have a strong relationship with your husband or your wife. And if you have that, you can deal with the bumps and bruises better. I don't mean bruises like somebody hitting on you, just a metaphor. Right. Like the bumpy road, you can handle it better because you have that strong connection. Yes. And you know, and it's 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 so important to also have that not just that personal relationship is important because it's the commitment to God's covenant right. that you look for. And you both have to have and it. And you both have to have it. Because it's, <laughs> that's why the, that scripture says if the unbelieving wants to depart. I, I don't believe that scripture means just unbelieving in Christ. Right. I think it's also some people don't believe in their marriage. Yeah. And they don't want it anymore. Yeah. And you cannot hold people to something, as you said earlier, that's already broken. Yeah. That was one of the issues that I had. I was, I believed firmly, even as um, my previous marriage was falling apart, I still believed that God could fix it. Mm -hmm. I believed that he could. I, even to this day, I still believe that he could have fixed it. However, I believe that he also gave me freedom from that because there was a point in time in prayer. And let me, let me go back. I remember um, I remember a few years before I got divorced, maybe about two years or so before I got divorced, two or three, um, I was praying and God came and started speaking to my spirit and said, you have to get ready for what's coming. Mm. And I said, okay, what's coming? I don't right. know what that means, you know? And I said, well, I guess I'll just pray more. And I started getting counseling from other people. And they were like, you know, they were like, well, you know, God just wants you to have a prayer life. You don't have to, you know, do all that. But I just felt very strongly that God was telling me, I need you to get ready for what's coming. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it. And so I got ready, but half-heartedly. Right. I didn't really put all into it because understand the other thing about, <clears throat> about when you get married that you have to understand is that you also are dealing with generational curses. Yes. That are coming. That's the worst that, that, that you uh, repeat exactly. when you get married. Yes, that are coming that you weren't even prepared for. Yep. Yeah. Because for me, I was getting married in church. You know, I wasn't, you know, we weren't fornicating we weren't like we were not living in sin none of that we were we were trying to do the right thing right that was our goal that was our plan is that we were going to we were going to get married we were going to be holy blah 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 well by this point in time we had been married for a few years and god just said get ready for what's coming and i'm like get ready for what's coming what's like what's coming like divorce wasn't even on the table to me because i'm in church right i'm saved sanctified right. i think i think he meant i was coming <laughs> You know what? This big light skin dude is on his way. I was on your way. I was on the way. You know what? Stop. Did you just do a hair flip? <laughs> Quit talking about what's going okay, on I'm here. Sorry. Listen, I just sir. The this was in. not. You wasn't even in the picture yet. I'm this sorry. was. You were years down it's the road. It's funny how y'all tried to do it exactly right. Yes. And it still wasn't in God's will. Yes. It ain't funny, but I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, what I'm for saying? the lack of better words, right. it's not the ha ha funny, but like. 
You tried to do it right. Yes. Yeah. You waited. Yes. You know, we don't live in a world where you wait. No. You know, they like to test drive. Exactly. You know, so y'all waited. Y'all did all this and still. Yeah. That's. And even still, and that goes to show you that, you know, you have to be prepared for this because it's not just, there is no, there is no, no thing where it's like, oh, well, if I just, if I dot all my I's and I cross all my T's and I do everything God says, then everything's going to work out exactly the way I want mm-hmm. it to. No, I have to do all of that and still just trust God. That's yeah. called life. Exactly. Yeah. I have to trust him because I have to believe that he's going to do it. But that's why I said I still have faith that God could still turn it around. I believe that. However, when you go back to that scripture, you have to have the understanding that if both of you cannot agree on the direction, then God allows you to move forward. You can repent and you can move forward because sometimes we want to stay in relationships. I know for myself, I was willing to stay in a relationship where there was no love, but just stay because I did not believe in divorce. I did not believe it. I did not believe it was God's mandate. And I also did not want to be, I did not want to fail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we get caught up in this place where we don't want to fail. And instead we end up, you know, failing anyway. Exactly. And acting like we didn't. Exactly. I know I, I wanted to hide I didn't want people to know. I was embarrassed. Um, I got him and Eve. Well, <laughs> deeper. No, <laughs> um, no, I was really embarrassed because a, I'm the only girl grandchild that was ever married. Mm-hmm. And you know, our family is huge. So to me, at the time, I was very, oh, this is man, this is big, this is huge. I was excited. Um, but again, God wasn't in it. And what I had realized is you gotta, you gotta go through this process. Divorce and the aftermath is a huge process, but I, I feel like I can see him now clearly for exactly who he was Mm -hmm. when I ignored those red flags when we was living in sin. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how, how did you miss that? Hindsight's always 20, 20. Yeah, I was just like, how did you miss all of that? that you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta. I ain't mean to cut you off, but I, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you that I, I one hundred percent agree with you. I, I, um, you know, Tiff mentioned earlier um, about get ready for what's coming. I wasn't prepared to leave. I didn't want to get a divorce, and Me when neither. I, and when I signed, even up to the point when I signed the papers, I didn't want to get a divorce. Um, so. After getting divorced, I was like you. I was completely in a broken place. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had failed. Um, and strangely enough, I did not hold ill will toward my ex-wife uh, for anything. I seriously was like, I failed. No matter what the situation was, I was like, I failed. And Wills, I know that's I know that's Mr. difficult. Love, Doctor Love. I know, I know that's difficult. That is difficult. I'm not going to say that was an instant thing uh-huh. for me, um, but what I will say is God dealt with me first, and like where I fell short, and I didn't like it either because I wasn't prepared to be a wife. Again, I just felt like that was the natural step. I felt like Bishop was speaking directly to me, and I didn't truly hear what he was saying when he's up there preaching. He was saying, "Stop." 
he was saying you were worth more. He was saying, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. but that's not what I heard. Nope. At the time, I heard that Joker better marry you. Mm -hmm. He better put a date on it. So I kept looking for that. And he did exactly that. But, I mean, after all said and done, he was like, I wasn't a husband. You yeah. was you required too much. And once you put expectations on him, oh, it was it was downhill from there. Yeah. And it, it was like instant. Like, we dated for five years. Good. Got married. Where did Suge Knight come from? Like, <laughs> how did this happen? Who is she this said, man? She said Suge Knight. I just didn't understand. Like, he just completely changed right in front of my eyes. But because I didn't want to fail and I felt like I can at least pretend to be a wife, I seen what I thought was a good wife in different people. So if I be that... He will love me. A good wife is what you make it. Not, I don't think anyone can define for you what a good wife is. I think you guys actually kind of define it. Only you can tell Tiffany exactly. if she's a good wife. Exactly. Only, only the well, spouse that, yeah, can yeah, say yeah, if the person absolutely. is a good wife because but, it has but, to be a good wife. But to that's them. what I mean. No, nobody outside of the of the of the circle. How how did you, Tiff, um, deal with the aftermath of of divorce? Well, um, as I, I told you, I wasn't just just personally. Yes, I, I, I wasn't going to get I'm into not, all of this. Yeah, but yeah. Just, I'm saying you your own personal mm -hmm. journey. I think that the first thing that you have to do, number one, I mean, when I went through it, I did. I I went through depression. Yeah, I went through a lot of different phases of that because it was a it was a process for me, and it was very public. Mm -hmm. um, I still had to have constant. Um, interaction mm -hmm. uh with my ex uh for for several years um because we were both in the same ministry uh so we were working together i mean there was a, a lot of things to that so um it was a difficult but one of the things that i know um that you have to do is you had to grieve yeah i had to grieve the loss of my expectations mm. and that is a difficult place to be when you have to go into this grieving process. And I've told someone before, and I know everybody doesn't get it, but people who are divorced can understand it a little bit better. People who have lost a spouse cannot always understand it. But I say that um, divorce is like your spouse died, but they're still, they chose to. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. It's like they chose to never be in your life again. They chose to to right. And it makes it harder. So you're grieving the loss of them mm -hmm. while they're still somewhere else and sometimes with somebody else. Yeah, with somebody, yeah. no, for sure. And you're, and you're grieving that. Yeah. So you grieve your expectations, the loss of what you thought you had. Because, because you're not always grieving what you had. Yeah. You're grieving what you thought you had. Exactly yeah. what you're grieving, right? Because I don't feel like in this moment I lost a lot. I lost what... I couldn't get nowhere with him. I knew it at the stand after a year and it just nothing was changed. I wasn't going to get anywhere with him. God made it very. I'm not going to get further with him. My life has completely changed once I let that go. But I can't say that I wasn't depressed. A dark room was mm -hmm. my safe haven. I had to start my life all over. Why do I have to go through this? Like yeah. you were supposed to be my husband. You were supposed to be my provider and all this. So now I got to go through that process. And then I have to. Um, for me, because it was infidelity, I got to build myself back up. I didn't break myself down, but it's now it's my responsibility mm -hmm. to build myself back up. So now I got an attitude with God. 
Because now I'm going to say you you let this happen when in reality you did this to yourself. That's a hard place to be, too. Because yep. you can't be like, all right, God, calm down. Okay, we get it. You're perfect. So it's like <laughs> it's like one of those things where when you really have to look in the mirror and deal with yourself. Yes. Yes. That's difficult. And, yep. and you know what? That That's what that's what I always do that. Uh, Tiff knows that. Yeah. that that's You're why, big on that. That's why I said, even in, when I got divorced, I said that's the very first thing I did. It's because you can't, it's like broken people can't, you can't be dealing with someone when you broken. Yeah. yeah. So you have to find the resolution for yourself first. And that's what I did. And that's how I was able to move forward. And that, and that's kind of where I want to, where I want to shift to. Cause you know, a lot of it is, is, is like downtrodden and, and uh, the energy low because we are dealing with these heavy subjects. But, um, I want to talk about how we moved forward because mm -hmm. I think that that's always important. The, you know, the the <laughs> only one night though, right? The the only rain gonna night, come, yeah. the yeah. rain gonna come, but only for one night, right? Yep. So, what's the next morning look like? What is it? What did it look like for you guys and you? I know you. I know you. How 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 long uh, you been divorced? Uh, legally July. July. Yeah. Um. So. I know you. I know you still new in it, but you on the you on your way. You're 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 way past uh, the dark room, in I my mean, opinion. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, because we separated for like a year, uh -huh. so I had a little of that dark room I was, time. I was married five years, but only three of them was was yeah. really married. So yeah, we had uh, already separated. I think at a point, I in my mind, I literally gave up. I knew I couldn't do anything. Like, it was nothing I can do. If he did not want to change, if he did not want to seek God, there was nothing else for me to do. But I'm not going to sit up here and say joy came next morning. Like, joy comes in the morning. It right. didn't. That did not happen. Right. I had to be very intentional. You do know that's a figure of speech, right? Yeah, because they be saying it like it's in the Bible. It is. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. But this, that's nuance too, right? Like one it day could be a thousand years and all <laughs> that kind correct. of stuff. So let let's it it I don't I wouldn't literally translate it as hey you only crying for for eight hours and then you need not. to get over it because we not right um cried every night silently too because I still got a child who needs to be taken care of and stuff. So um a lot of times women put certain things on the back burner because we kind of like we made to just keep going mm -hmm. um i have always been brought up to be the strong child mm -hmm. so i dealt with a lot of stuff behind closed doors like people didn't know what i was going through but then at some point you have to um this one sophia ruffin comes to my mind is it's gonna have to be god it's gonna have to be god right you're gonna have to relinquish your control or your your bitterness on a situation and say, God, this is too heavy for me. Yeah. Because if I continue yep. down this path, I would never know what true love is like. Mm -hmm. And I know you love me enough for me to be able to experience that mm -hmm. one day. So, but he told me to shift my focus. Cause then one of the mistakes I know I made in my marriage is I wanted my marriage to be so great. I wasn't, I was coming to church, but I wanted. I'm not worried about God like that. Like, I'm coming to church. I did my part, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that Sunday. Yep. It's way bigger than that Sunday. Absolutely. So it's it's a process. 
And then I had to go to therapy and I had to talk it out and I had to get new ideas and ways to think and renew my mind because otherwise it would have kept me in bondage. And the devil will remind you over and over. You know, like she said, he's not dead. He's right in Waukegan. I can bump into him at any moment. I can bump to him and he could be with a girl and they could look happy. And that can possibly make me feel some way unless I truly give it over to God. And that's what I talked about um, healing yourself, you know, correcting yourself first. Yeah. And then, like, you start to see all these things differently. You know, everything going to irritate you and make you mad when you're in the, play, when you're in the state of depression. Yeah, when you, for sure. When you're sad, when you're angry. You know, every little thing, the, the noise on the desk or whatever is going to set me off, you know. But when you can heal yourself... For me, I was, I remember um, I was sitting at my house. Um, I, I had made mention of this uh, last podcast, uh, leg in a leg in a, in a, a little contraption because I had tore my ACL mm. and my marriage falling apart. I was, <coughs> I just was in a bad spot. I, I wasn't even divorced yet. And I told myself, you know, when you going to start taking God seriously, right? And that was one of my first steps toward picking myself up and being able to move forward. Um, I told y'all earlier when I got, when I actually put the pen and the paper, it it bothered me. It affected me, but because I was still on that road. But as the days went on, I started to realize, like, you know, yes, the chapter is done, but my story isn't. Yeah. Right. You know, there's there's plenty of other chapters, whether whether you want to argue they're in the New Testament or the Old Testament, <laughs> there are more chapters to Put come. Put your glossary in order, please. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> there's more chapters to come. So I think that's one of the first things you need to realize is that this is not the end. It's just going to be a part of your journey. Yeah. I want to um, touch back on what Jaleesa said, and you guys were talking about joy comes in the morning. It is in the Bible. Psalms 30. I said but, it was in the yeah, Bible. Psalms 30. But, but it don't. It might not literally mean like you only got one night, one literal night, and eight hours. And that's why I wanted to, to go there because we always want to put time limits or even say, oh, well, it don't mean that. But it doesn't mean that in long term or short term. No. It could take you one night. Yes. It's a matter of how you process and how God deals with you. That's why some people can be delivered from drinking, just come up to the altar one time. Yep. And somebody else can struggle with it their whole life. Yeah. So it's not about the amount of time. It's about what you allow God to do. Mm -hmm. And in that scripture, he's talking about, I'm exalting you, God, because you're going to lift me out of this. Um, you're going to lift me out of these depths. You're going to, you're going to take me out of this sorrow that I have. And he goes on to say, you're not going to allow all of these people to make fun of me. And that's when he says, he goes on to say, and I believe that, uh, I'm going to cry for a little bit. But joy is coming in the morning. And when I think about joy coming in the morning, that means that after this is over, I know that there's joy on the other side of it. Yeah. And that's the piece that we a lot of times have to get to because it's not even just about because you use the term healing yourself. Um, you can only heal yourself with God right. and with that understanding, because some people think they can heal themselves on their own. They think they can. You know, one of the things that I did, one of the uh, as I transitioned from 
um, being a wife to being single, it was hard. I Number one, I went back to school. I went back to school because I needed to do something for me. Kept you occupied? It did. Yeah. And I needed to do something that was just for me. It wasn't for the church. It wasn't anything else. It was just for me. And I went back and got, first I got my, my bachelor's degree and then I got my master's degree. So I finished my bachelor's and went into my master's. And I did that because I said, you need to do something that's just about you. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it is a meme out there to say you break up with a girl, she's an entrepreneur, a <laughs> yep. millionaire and everything. But I did. I started a business because yep. I need to focus on my growth and I need to experience God in another way. Yeah. I need to experience him in a new way because you do. I think what we do need to know and learn is how much God truly loves us. Mm hmm. Even when we in the midst of the storm, God truly loves us. Now, I was just reading this last night. Peter like, hey, you don't feel this storm? Yep. And and Jesus sleeping. What, what you sleeping for? You don't feel the storm? He's like, the little faith. And I'm like, I would have a little faith, too. I can't swim like that, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's like he got you even in the midst of your storm. And we have to understand that that storm is just as important as the good days, as the sunny days. But it's really hard and or we manipulate the Bible to fit our narrative. Yeah. Yep. And when we do that, we're not in the fullness of who he really is. Yeah. And and we can't when when you don't when you don't take the scriptures for what they mean, then what you also end up doing is not getting your full freedom. Mm hmm. Because when you read that and you read how Peter was afraid, it lets you know, yeah, he knows you're afraid too. Yeah, yeah. Because Peter is a representation of us. For sure. It's not just, you know— Everybody in the Bible was perfect. That's why we have, when we start talking about Old Testament and New Testament, because to be honest, once Jesus came, the Old Testament is like, what are we reading that for? Right. It's because it's showing us how people lived and it's giving us the history of what led to Jesus. So we can still use those stories to look at our own lives. And so the Bible is so important because it gives us everything that we need in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. But we just have to take it. We have to take it and understand that it's for us and it's not to hit us and to beat us up with Mm -hmm. It's actually to help us grow and help us to be better. And I think too, kind of, it kind of goes into what people think about Christianity too. Like when you say Christianity and the Bible, they think moving forward means like stress-free no more, you know, I'm just going to hop, I'm going to hop, skip and jump. I'm going to ease on down the road, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes, I'm easing. I'm going to ease on down the road, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to ease on down the road and, you know, life is going to be peachy. That's not what that means. The Bible does give us the answers, but that don't mean more challenges won't arise, right? So it's important to, to really understand that, man. People look for, um, you know, eternal uh uh, happiness, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that, man. You—that's a pipe dream. Right that there. is a pipe dream, and your happiness is your responsibility. Oh, yes. Can we? There just, you go, man. Like I did not. Let the church put, say, "Man, y'all." Where's the sound effect? We need that. Yes. Um, because we don't understand that we have to create our own happiness. We need to find places where, if we are poor, we need to get poor back into, and we need to have those atmosphere. But we put so much in other people's hands in regards to our own 
life. Yeah. And then when they break us, we like, oh, why me? Because you gave this person permission to do this to you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is correct. And that don't mean I'm gonna I'm gonna be in an, in a happy place all the time. It means that I could be in chaos and find exactly. a sense of happiness yes, even sure. in the midst of that. Yes. But that's but that's why that's why the Bible says joy comes in the morning and not happiness comes in the morning. Right. Because happiness is based on circumstance. Mm-hmm. Right. Joy is given it, but it's also given from God. Mm-hmm. So God gives us joy. Amen. To and that. joy is on the inside of you, but Happiness happens because of your happen. It's, it's the happenstance, mm-hmm. right? It's what hap- It's uh, based on the things that are going on around you. You feel happy or you feel sad, so, but you have to be able to take that joy and turn that joy that's on the inside of you and create your own happiness. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this little meme thing that I saw where it was a little like one of them little circle figures Y'all, we and this. It. We are quoting memes. <laughs> we quoting memes. It's carrying around a little podcast. It's carrying around a little jar, and then the jar is happiness. And so, and another little circle thing comes up and says, "Where'd you get that from?" And he's like, "I made it myself." Yeah, you gotta make it. You yourself. gotta make it yourself. Yeah. You gotta make. You have to. You have to bring happiness to your life and to other people's lives. So to piggyback off of that meme, it's another meme. It is another one meme. where this this man is moving here. All these things. Oh yeah. But this other guy just have one box and it says Jesus. And he was like, that's all you need. And he like, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, if you tap into that, he provides all those he other does. things. See, now, he does. Seek first. I'm going to bring up the meme now. Everyone's like, that dude that's pointing to his head like, knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. It's <laughs> like, I'm on, I'm, yeah, we're going to do that. But to get back, I'm because I think sometimes... We, Which, we we what you call it chasing rabbits we be yeah, chasing I chase rabbit. rabbits um I chase I, waterfalls <laughs> okay right, TLC, TLC. <laughs> um don't be uh Lisa <laughs> no, though <laughs> he, he will not she like to fight he can't be Lisa um I think in terms of finding your happiness again is a finding who you are in God and know mm-hmm. whose you are I think it's getting the help you need surrounding yourself around the people who truly loves you. And they may look different from everyone. For me, my personal journey, it wasn't the person that was the most familiar with me. I got a lot of help from people that was outside the family, people who was really willing to go the extra mile with me. Um, And then it took away some of the embarrassment that I felt too, right? Um, I failed in my mind, but I didn't really because it was never God ordained. So I didn't necessarily fail, but that's still what it felt like. Um, But it is possible because 35 and single may not be ideal and we still have, you know, whatever, but the place I'm in in this moment, that's God. That's God. I can literally see a transition from last year, this time to me sitting right here. See, I told you you was on your way. I was, something happening. See, something it's happening. Something ready to happen. Something is, ready to happen. So I'm gonna no. throw something on the table here because we we at about 45. So um, we we definitely toward the the second half of it. Uh, I'm gonna throw something out. I ain't I didn't prep y'all for this, but um, oh, do you think I, I got two things? Two things I'm gonna throw out. Do y'all think that? It's your responsibility to forgive your ex-spouse. And the second thing is, 
how do we define forgiveness? Because I always wanted to to get into that too, right? So we're talking about moving forward. Um, we've talked about um, correcting yourself first, right? But what responsibility is it to deal with our ex? Do we do we have one? You want to go past that? <laughs> I will. <laughs> but obviously, there is no way I'm going to say no. Don't forgive them <laughs> because you have to. The Bible tells us to. And not only that, if we don't learn how to forgive, then we we put ourselves at risk of not being forgiven. Mm. And so you have to be able to forgive. The thing of it is, though, is that sometimes you have to forgive over and over again because mm-hmm. you forgive. And then when it comes back up in you again, you got to forgive all over again. Yeah. Because if not, you, you know, you don't recognize how the bitterness gets in and you have to make sure that the forgiveness is real. And because the enemy will keep trying you, Yep. but you have to forgive in a way where, you know, God help me to forgive and help me to move forward to where anytime I think about this, I can forgive and it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. So every and, time you think about it, you should forgive again. You should. And you know, and you know me, right? I, I got a very first G type of thought process when it comes to this. I always say like, if it creeps up, yep, you say this. Then you still ain't over it. Yeah. Because I feel like once you've completely separated yourself from all of that, it no longer has the ability to stir up feelings. Now again, I know that's not for everybody. I am not sitting up here telling y'all that giving you advice like this is what you should be doing. I'm just giving y'all my own personal opinion about it. What about you, Ju? What what is uh forgiveness? Let 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 me pose that to you. What's forgiveness for you? What does it mean? How do you define it? Not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It so how be- do you know you've forgiven someone? Man, I mean so let's say that I'm still new right. to the <laughs> process. So that's but when I, I don't, it doesn't affect me uh-huh. in such a way that I cannot live my life abundantly. Uh-huh. Um, like she said, the devil would keep trying to remind you. I think, though, the devil try to remind me of my inadequacies, not so much him. It's like you the failure and everything. But then I have to think about, again, what God says about me. And like she said, if we don't forgive, then God don't forgive us. I want him to forgive me because I'm liable to mess up when I walk out these doors. I don't know, you know, uh, but it's just not an easy process, especially if you are not ready to deal with the trauma of it. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with that it's trauma. Of trauma. It. Yeah. it is. It's just no way you can say I do spend your life with somebody and then end up in this situation and don't have trauma. That's why I think it's very important to go seek the help that you would need. And maybe it's a mixture, right? It's a mixture of the of, of God and it's a mixture of therapy. I think it both is needed. Yeah. And it will help you renew your mind. Mm-hmm. And I needed that practically. Jesus and, I and need a, a therapist. Yes. And mm-hmm. I needed that biblically mm-hmm. for me to even begin. Mm-hmm. to understand why forgiveness is so important. So I look at forgiveness 
kind of similar, right? I've always looked at it like, you know how people say when they do something wrong, they're like, I need you to forgive me, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it feels like it sets them free. I never looked at forgiveness that way. I always looked at it as forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. It right? is. Because it does not, I, I don't believe forgiveness, if you did something wrong to me and I forgive you, I don't think it frees you. I think it frees me mm -hmm. to be able to move past it. Because forgiveness means that I am no longer harmed by you. Yeah. And that's the way that I look at forgiveness. Yeah. You cease to be a victim. Yeah. You cease to be a victim of what the other person does. And when you cease to be a victim, you are you freed yourself from that hold. Mm -hmm. And some people, I think, don't recognize that they are, they could still be trapped in a stronghold with, with, with another person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not even a divorce. Sometimes that's relationships. Absolutely. You know, you've had a relationship with someone in the end of real. that relationship and, and, and you're still, you know, in a stronghold with that person. Can or, get into that too. Like relationship don't always mean marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've always said like a friendship is just as deep as a, as a marriage. For real. Friendship because, breakups hurt because too. Because it's a connection. Yes, it's, it's a, a connection. connection. Mm -hmm. It's a connection. But I think the reason why some people would see a difference is a connection, but it's not a covenant. No. Mm -hmm. Right. But although... It could be. It could be. Yeah. Exactly. There are some relationships that are covenant relationships. Yeah. You look at you look at David and um David and and um uh, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. A lot of people make it as if David and Jonathan were were homosexual just because they the Bible says they had love for each other. Right. Because they don't understand that men also have relationship and love each other without there being any sexual, um, in, in, there being any sexual immorality. Absolutely. So, because our minds are not wired to see that relationships are that way, but they are. Mm -hmm. Every relationship that you have in your life, it should be fruitful. For sure. Yep. It should be fruitful. It should help things to grow. And if you're not in the place where you are really growing from a relationship, then it may not be covenant. It may not be a godly relationship. It may be a distraction. And and it's important to to define fruitful, right? Define yes. what it means to grow. Because a lot of times people have this preconceived notion of what that means. Yeah. You can grow in a multitude of different ways. Yeah. And Mentally, spiritually, they could be helping you understand math for all I care. <laughs> it's like growth doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, I am, I don't know, I'm I'm rich or, or, mm -hmm. or you know, I got it all together. They, they gave me a house. They, you know, they gave me something. Yeah. Growth just means, like you said, fruitful means that you are stimulating me mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, and vice versa. I, you know, we're both... Um, um, Growing and learning yeah. from each other. Yeah, and be careful though too, because sometimes it's growing in the bad things as well. <laughs> now that can happen. Some, I, yeah, it will happen. It will. Yeah. There are relationships, you know, because um, good things aren't the only thing that grow. Tumors grow. Right. This right. Yeah. So definitely, other things you can be connected with someone and be growing in sin yeah. because of 
the connection that you have with that person, you know? And so you, you have to be very careful in who you connect yourself to and that's, yeah, because it, it, it does it, who you're connected to tells, tells me where you're going. Yeah. Because you're going in the same direction just, of the people. Just talk to our daughter about that. Yes. Yeah. But then it brings you back to having that relationship with God. I well, everything will bring to, you back yeah, to that. Because then just now you that. need that discernment again yep. to understand that this relationship is going to bring me back down or it's going to bring me down, period. I don't want that. However, some people, some people are just blinded to that. It's because I think they, I think they need. You know, we were talking about this too, um, in the, in the session that we were having at the house. It's like you can't be driven by connection by your need for connection. Yeah, mm. you can't be. That's so good. That's these people who are who are like, I need to be married, and they're listening to all these people saying, "Well, why you ain't married? You know, you like you mentioned thirty five and 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 by yourself, and it's like that might not be ideal, and it's like." I instantly thought to myself, says who? Who de- who determines what's ideal and what isn't in your life? Mm-hmm. This is true. But again, if we talking about where we at in the world and all these other things, the ide- these ideas that the world plants in your head. So when you're thinking of like y'all was talking to y'all daughter, they see these <coughs> things. These things become their reality. But they can't be your God. But but do can we say someone of that age? No. Exactly. But, so but now you, it's it's a high priority for them. But I think that even as you get older, even with with like what you said, that's thirty five and single, that that looks looked at as negative. However, if you are fulfilling your purpose, it's not negative. But we look at what is expected of the world. That's why the Bible says you can be in the world, but don't be of, of it. The world. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to exist in this world, but not allow the conditions and all the things of this world to affect your thought process. That's why we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can understand what God's real purpose is for us. And we can walk that out because otherwise we will be looking at everything else that's going on and thinking, oh, it's this and it's that. And no, that is not what God's will is for my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe for my life, I ain't going to say nothing because you're going to be you're gonna be like, what you saying? What you speaking over me? Mm-hmm. But uh, o- over my life, it may mean one thing. Mm-hmm. And over somebody else's life, it can mean something else. Yeah. But <clears throat> who is to say, looking at like, for instance, a pastor, um, who is the pastor? I'm thinking, pastor, I think it's Pastor Cindy Trim, is in her 60s and just got married, you know, and married a very wealthy gentleman. And it's like having that understanding of, uh, you know, no, uh, Noel Jones in his 60s or 70s or whatever right. and getting married and mm-hmm. now, you know, able to live the rest of his life on an island somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, because God does make up the difference. Mm-hmm. By when you submit to him and to his timetable. And 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 they they weren't they did not let the world's definition right. define mm-hmm. them. Right. As far as we know. Like yeah. we don't know these people personally. Right. But we do know that from what is seen that you have to and, and the lesson we can learn from their life is that do not allow other people to put a timetable on what God is doing in your life. Absolutely. Because everything in your life has to be done according to the purpose that God has written out for you and not for anybody else. I so agree. what do you think? What do you think, Ju? How was your first podcast? I enjoyed it. I think I'll be back. <laughs> you was you know what? Look, I was I was I, I was gonna give you some some advice when we were done, but I'm gonna do it right now. Okay, you know I'm... I know you 
Yeah, because we have good conversations right. all the time. And I, you sitting up here like you didn't know what to say and you wasn't really you know what? opening up. And I was you nervous? Um, no, I didn't want to scare all y'all listeners. <laughs> I wanted to be able to are, return. Are you, you wanted aren't, to come aren't back. You, aren't you a listener? I am a listener, but y'all don't scare me. But I know that sometimes you can be eccentric. Ooh. So, so can um, first G. Definitely. That's why we have you good conversations. That is why we do. We have the best <laughs> conversations. And I mean the best. But I definitely enjoyed it. I hope that it blessed someone. Um, and yeah, this was everything to me. So I'm a, I'm gonna give y'all an opportunity maybe to bless someone because I want to close it out with what are your what are your final thoughts? Um, I'll start for me um, when it comes with divorce. My final thought, uh, and uh, I get I would say my advice is always go back to the beginning. Go back to your relationship with God. Stop. Um, making uneducated decisions without your level of understanding with God. And it's a personal walk. I always say it's a personal walk. No one's walk is the same. No one can tell you mm -hmm. what your walk needs to look like with God. But as long as you have that relationship with God, you can overcome, you can get through everything that is laid out in front of you and again like what i said earlier that doesn't mean things won't be laid out in front of you you know everyone wants to quote every weapon formed against me shall not prosper well the weapon formed <laughs> right that didn't mean and you never saw it that mean it was pointed at your head but it did not prosper because you didn't let it so Work on your relationship with God if you're out there listening and you are struggling with um, this topic of divorce or you have struggled with this topic of divorce and work on your relationship with God and then come take this journey with us as we continue love month because, you know, we're going we gonna to dive into a couple of topics of love. For these uh, four weeks, what is it, four weeks in February? Yeah, that's a leap year. Weeks, it's you know? a leap year. We got an extra day we this year. Oh, that don't year. mean it's extra week. Though. No, it's not. I think it was meant to note. Right, we got right. the shortest month. <laughs> so so what, about, what about you, Tiff? What, no, we're going to chew first. Okay. Um, to add, Our to guest. just, thank you very much. She's so nice. She uh, is. She is. Um, to just piggyback off of you, yes, God is first, but go get the help outside of the church, too. Okay. Go to therapy. Go talk to someone. Get a new process of thinking. Mm. Therapist challenges your thinking. Mm -hmm. So go have them sessions. Therapy should not be frowned upon. I think it's very helpful. It, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it knocks some walls down. It, again, it made me look at me um, in ways that I never thought was possible. Because sometimes we really don't think we're the problem. And my therapist like, the problem and I was like I'm not paying you for this session <laughs> Right, <laughs> this is what? not going to be like, paid I always, some people might take this as a slight on therapy but I, I truly do believe in therapy I've actually never went to that's not true I'm in kind of a therapy right now um, not right now at this podcast but currently <laughs> in my life but um, I had never went to therapy and I've always said like a, a therapist's job is to make you examine yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's their that's their whole uh uh purpose. Yeah. And and I'm not simplifying it. It's a very important job and it, and it's very it, you you do have to be it's a, a an expert in yeah. the field. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think therapy is very important, but understand that that is what a therapist isn't there to 
coddle agree you agree uh, yeah. and coddle with yes. you and say, yes, you know, you're right. They were your friends. <laughs> right. Those are your friends. And that is, why, that is why friend that is why if you had real friends but mm-hmm. like, and I hold on let me let me let me back up I don't mean if you have real friends it's important to have friends who challenge you this is true because then they act as your therapist they mm-hmm. may not have a degree in it but it's a similar thing it's like I'm not going to let you lie to me I'm not going to let you just overlook all of the hypocrisies that mm-hmm. you may not be seeing right. and all of that because a true friend points out everything, yeah. you know, good or bad, you know. I think my challenge was none of my friends was married. Oh, yeah. Not, not one you know what? That, that is That's gonna, a whole other yeah. conversation. Oh, gonna, I had to go to therapy. I'm going to save that for the marriage corner, mm-hmm. which everyone y'all out there listening, you know, I y'all – Response to Marriage <laughs> Corner has been big. Um, yeah, I, that is very important. I told y'all I'd be on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is very important because the thing married with no married friends. When I got I married, when I got married to Tiff, um, I did kind of leave a lot of people that I was around, and again. It doesn't mean like I ghosted them or I'm mm-hmm. like, you, you, you not this or you not that. It's that what we say earlier about about connections, about who you have in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to have people in your life that's going to help you go where you want to go. That yeah. where you where you're looking to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that married people are bad. I am what I am saying is that some of them, and not all, I don't put everybody in a box, but a lot of them will not have the viewpoint of marriage, the experience of marriage to help you. You mean single with, people? With a conflict, yeah. Yeah, yeah, single, yeah, yeah. single people yeah. because they don't have no skin in the game. None. I can't tell you to stay with your wife because I ain't married. Like, right. why? Why? And that's not saying that all single people don't understand. That's not true because that's also sing, uh, putting everyone in a box. There are some single people who can give you good advice, but what I'm saying is the odds are yeah. you need to get some married because that's implying that married people give you the best advice when you're married. That's also uh, garbage because right. some married people give you horrible advice. Depending on how they house running, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's definitely um that was a challenge for me. He didn't have any married friends. I didn't have any married friends. So we was like on a deserted island. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. that's good. That was definitely interesting. Um I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to um When you say interesting, like are you I know that was, <laughs> that kinda know. had a heaviness I to know. it right there. Um No it, no I'm no, not that. It's just that there are frameworks that we need mm-hmm. when we go into marriage. Mm-hmm. There really are frameworks that you need to have in place um, when you're in marriage and having people who walk with, for instance, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Unless they agree. Um, mm-hmm. Just a closer walk with thee. <laughs> okay. Now everybody knows why you're down on the praise. Alan Wilson. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Stop. No more singing. Let me. Let's call to, Cassie now. Right. Since everybody right. can Since sing. Everybody singing. Cassie, it's your time. It's your time, Cassie. Um, the, the reality is, is that there's Y'all a framework. Suck. And a part of the framework is that you have people around you who's going in the same direction. 
And if you don't, the likelihood of it failing increases. You ever tried to walk up the escalator the wrong way? That's, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. <laughs> but but no. it's the same yeah. thing because mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're, you're moving against mm-hmm. something natural. natural. So it's, yeah. it's a lot. Um, so for me, my, my final thought, my final thought would be um, um, actually it's funny, but I'm not that I'm advocating for divorce, but I am advocating for not being afraid to fail. Mm, good. Because that's good for a lot of people, especially um, if you were raised in church, like I was um, divorce was not on the table. There was not an option. And the, the fact that I went through a divorce, even to this day, I don't talk about it often um, because it feels like a failure, Mm -hmm. but you have to come to a, a place where, you know, one of the things that, that helped me and was freeing for me was that because I, like I had shared earlier, I was willing to go back into a marriage where I had, um, you know, where I had no desire to be in, but I was willing to do it because I wanted to fix what I thought was broken. And not that it was my fault, not that I even felt that it was my fault. I just knew that this was not God's design. And so I, I wanted to fix it. And I had to be freed from the idea that I could fix something that somebody broke. No, I had to let it be broke. And I had to not feel like I had to fix it for God. Mm, That's heavy. Because in my idea, broken marriage means that God failed. Mm. I failed. God failed. He failed. All of this failure is all around us. How do I fix it? But the Bible tells us that even a righteous man falls seven times. You have to continue to get back up mm-hmm. because you and when you get back up, you keep moving forward. God is saying, you know what? I didn't fail. People fail, but I didn't fail. And I don't need for you to come back in and try to make this situation look good for me. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. We try to make it look good to say, you know what, God, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make this. I'm going to fix this up so people don't know that all of this went crazy. No. Sometimes you got to put out there, look at here. Yep. That failed. It's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Now take it back to God because he knows that in our humanity, when we are humble and we take it to him and we say, God, I don't know what happened here. I don't know how this broke. I don't know what I, I, I wasn't even prepared for this. I guess I missed the mark. And he says, you know what? Good. You bring it to me. I can help you deal with it now. But if you, but you can only do that if you're not afraid of what that means for your pride. Yeah. What it means for your reputation, your reputation Yeah. for all of that. You have yeah. to be able to take it to him in honesty in openness and in humility and say, God, show me what to do with this. Yeah, that's, that was really good. It was almost like she was a preacher or right. something. <laughs> I, no, you, know, you know what? Not even, so crazy. Not, even, not even that. Like, you guys I, know, I know she's, she's wise beyond her years, but my, my thing about why it was so good is because I didn't expect it to come from you. 
Um, you, Wait, hold you up. Are, I don't know what that no, means. No, listen. Pew, pew. I'm remembering those things. You should first, be shocked. First, she actually, actually, I'm actually uh, being serious. You're serious. Like, okay. You were, I, I felt like you were so concerned, even, even when we were talking off air about not trying to turn this podcast into it's okay to get divorced. Yeah. So I was really taken aback when you closed it out with that because you not saying divorce is okay. No. But what you were saying is that don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. I just, I, that was. That Profound was, and that was man, you is shook. That he was is. lovely. That's that was, I, I really was taken aback. And I, I think that he's taken back also because he knows that, me as a person, I'm a perfectionist. Like oh, the pride thing, you know, right? You know, <laughs> I am the type, I don't, failing is not even in my vocabulary. But in terms of something, you know, if, if I had not, I look at my life even now mm -hmm. and I recognize that if I had not failed and recognize and took that to God and say, God, I don't know what to do with this my life would not even be in the place that it is now. Mm -hmm. And I look at my life now and I, not that I'm glad, you know, per se that I had a divorce, but I look at my life now and I'm like, God, you are so amazing. Agreed. Because my life is crazy when I think of the things that he's done, but I know that he only did it because even in the midst of that pain and that depression and that suffering and the failure that I went through, I never stopped bringing it back to him and saying, God, I don't want this to end. I don't want to fail. And God letting me know it's okay. I've got you. No matter what happens, mm -hmm. you're still my child and I love you and I'm going to take care of you. You do what you can do. But beyond that, you have to let go. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of trying to fix things. You have to let go of trying to make things right because we do not have it controlling yeah. other people. We are not in control of what other people do mm -hmm. and what other people say and how other people react. And as long as we think we are, we're trying to fix things up and put all these little puppets up to, yep. to masquerade around and act like everything's all right. And in doing that, you miss the blessing of falling apart. Mm. Cause it's a blessing in it. It is a blessing. It's a blessing in it. It is a blessing. I was talking with a young lady at the altar a few weeks ago and I told them, cause they were saying, I'm trying to keep it all together. And I said, that's your problem. That's the problem. You got to let it go. Sometimes there are times where you have to let go, let it fall apart and let God show you how to put the pieces together. You know, I'm this close to frozen singing frozen right now. You, you know, know what? <laughs> Don't sing it, go baby. For it. No, do for not it. tell him to go for it. You're not going to get invited back. All if right, you be encouraging mind. him to sing. That we was... just feel like if you can sing, we can do it. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> we are not editing that out. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, because you're the JNAC podcast, we're, we're better than you, and we know. It. No. <laughs> See, now you quote movies. Oh my goodness, y'all right. amazing! Thank y'all, thank y'all, listeners, JNAC podcast listeners. Thank y'all for coming along on this ride with us. And uh, remember, as we closed out, keep God first. Your relationship with God. Get the help that you need, and do not 
be afraid to fail. Yes. I think that is an excellent way to end this episode uh, dealing with divorce. I, I do want anyone who can give the uh, the movie that that quote was just from that you said what? in the comment section. I oh. want to know who, uh, don't say the movie. Oh, the movie? I want to know who knows that movie. I'm going to quote it again for y'all. Here at Global Gym, we're better than you. And we know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I do a light plug? Because I did create a, um, like, this is why. Um, I created a divorce yeah, we, journal we, we that is so, we yeah. <laughs> no, we got to. It's not making a podcast. It's yeah, not making why? a podcast. Go ahead. It's going to go. Yeah, because I think this is helpful. It helped me. Everybody can't afford therapy. And I took what I learned from therapy and I put it in a journal and I got it approved by a doctor and a therapist. And it what? is, yes, it is online on Amazon. Amazon. Is, yes, it Ooh, is. Why you ain't tell me about this? Because yes. you don't need it, sir. Right, you done. I don't need it. <laughs> you but been in case, what, 12 <laughs> years? 13? We were saying people change. And I'm not afraid to fail. You, you know what? Right. Right. Well, this is death to you, part. Yeah. You just. <laughs> just so you know. Never mind. Just cut it out. My promo went down here. <laughs> no, no, no. Your promo is good. They can find it on Amazon. On, what's it called? Divorce Journal, and it's by Juju Tompkins, and it's amazing. Who's Juju Tompkins? She, her, oh. me, new and refined. Amen. <laughs> Juju Tompkins. Yes. Thank you for introducing yourself finally. Oh, well, I guess. Mm. Don't look me up. No. <laughs> Don't look me up. <laughs> All right, JNAC, that's going to wrap it up. JNAC podcast listeners, that's going to wrap it up here on this episode uh, called Divorce, strangely enough, to kick off Love Month. I hope you guys um, enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to use that quotation marks because, um, you know, some of it was an enjoyable conversation, but I hope that it blessed you. And I hope you guys just... Um, you know, took this ride with us and you enjoyed yourself. And hopefully you learned something along the way. Uh, programming updates, like I said, all this month will be love month. Um, we will be bringing back Marriage Corner um, this month where me and Pastor Tiff are going to join the Vaughns for a very uh, intimate conversation, should, mm -hmm. I, should I say? Hi. So y'all can get y'all can uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and we'll have some more uh, love topics for you all this month. Um, JNAC, y'all enjoy yourself. Uh, podcast world, y'all enjoy yourself. First G, love you. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster. Signing off. See y'all next time. Adios. Bye.